Welcome sentient beings from all known universes and beyond. It's time to activate your cranial downlinks and prepare to receive a raft of discussion on a cosmic ocean of science fiction and fantasy topics, interviews with local area genre devotees, and insightful prognostication by our soothsayers of science fiction, our forecasters of fantasy, and any other beings that happen to get caught in our gravity well. This is the Galactic Driftwood Podcast. Welcome to another edition of the Galactic Driftwood Podcast. I'm Bill. I'm John. And I'm Seth. And uh, it's just the three of us yeah. this week. Um, I had uh, an experiment that I was running on Charles and Jenna, um, trying to swap their Katras. And unfortunately... Wow, that's a, that's a deep cut, Bill. <laughs> that is deeply that's, that's, nerdy. That's, that's Bill's <laughs> nice way of saying he human centipede them and they didn't quite make it. Yeah. <laughs> no. But on a positive note, if Jenna were still alive, she would not be happy about if that. If Jenna was still alive, she would hope to be in position one. Well, listen, <laughs> it's like position first, two is no place to be. First of all, how do you guys define alive? I think a head in a box is alive <laughs> as long as it can still converse. Is, are, are you mistaking head in a box with Schrodinger's box? And it's like maybe as long as you don't open it, the head is alive and dead at the same time. None none of us have actually talked to this head in the box, and we don't trust you. Yes. (laughs) Well, we'll see next time what uh, what happens. Maybe I can work some magic and bring him back. You're a necromancer now. (laughs) Maybe that would play for your character. (laughs) It would, wouldn't it? Um, so necromancers are cool. Do, does D and D have necromancers? Can you? Oh yeah. Them? Oh yeah. Like, I don't. I don't know if you can become one in D and D. You can probably. Like I it, would guess it, that you could. What I've read is that you kind of become one by accident. It's like it's, you're inclined if you're chaotic evil. But mm, I don't like, know. Like I think it's just like any other hobby. Don't you have to like run into a demon that then you know becomes your master no. and it's like. No, that's not, that's warlocks. All right. Uh, but yeah, there's a fan, uh, there, I saw a fantastic D&D meme about necromancers where, uh, the fighter is, we will avenge my brother, and the dwarf is like, and you'll have my axe, that, yeah. and the elf is like, and you'll have my bow, and the necromancer's like, and your brother. Yeah. <laughs> I like a zombie that. in the yeah. background. I like that. I did. That was cool. That's awesome. Do you want to explain this gruesome map that you have in the back? Well, yeah. So, uh, on this episode, we're going to be talking about, uh, viruses, uh, we thought Space it'd be, uh, in, in science fiction, we thought it would be a nice tie-in with the coronavirus. Ripped and, from the headlines. Yes, and the bird flu and all the exciting stuff going on now in China and spreading across the globe. And uh, so, uh, to uh, help with the episode, uh, we have the global incident map running on our pro- We have abandoned South America. There's so, no one's going to live through that. Yeah. Whatever that is. To anyone, to to our podcast listeners, we've got a big map of the world behind us with a bunch of flashing uh, warning biohazard signals and red dots and black symbols with different signs for plague that mark 
all the different places in the world where horrible, horrible, horrible viruses dude. are infecting and killing people. Dengue fever right. in South, South America. America. There seems to be a huge fire hole breakout in India. Well, that's no surprise to anybody. Right. So, yeah. Yeah, it's not a pretty map. It's not pretty. It's not pretty at well, all. Well, I mean, it is colorful. Well, there's no information coming out of Russia. I can't no. imagine there's something that's happening. There should be. Right. I don't think Russia reports. Everything is fine. And China, we'll you'll way. notice that there's not a lot flashing in China, even though we know that it's practically a virus wildfire yeah. right now. Yeah. Um, so I don't think, you know, states, countries like that, uh, sort of like the Romulans with their Tal Shiar and their... Yeah, it's... Like, everyone knows it's happening, but the government's like, no, it's not happening. Everything's fine. Go about your business. Nothing Which to is see how here. we end up all dead. Right. Mm. Well, yeah. and it could be worse. I mean, you either have a country not saying anything, or you have some of the countries in Southeast Asia that are now putting out fake science or fake news. Uh, one is uh, Myanmar. They're telling people if you put six peppercorns on your tongue, that will protect you from the virus. Uh, another country saying that sounds like a practical joke. To I know. Play on someone. Yeah. yeah. The other another country saying eat onions. Onions is a cure for the coronavirus. Uh, they yeah. have famous antiviral properties. Didn't yes. you know? I did not. Well, know. You pair right them there, with your yeah. you pair them with your quartz crystal. Yeah. And then you spin it three times around your head, uh, and you live forever effectively. That, but first, it's you just have to, science. You have to look in right. the mirror and you know say. Uh, Biggie Smalls three times. And, uh, <laughs> it's all, as you bite into an apple. As you bite into an apple. But it has to be a green apple, not a red uh, apple. It's very yeah. important. Yes. Gotcha. The fifth well, apple on the tree. Fifth apple from counterclockwise. From, yes. the, from the prime meridian. <laughs> yeah. As, <laughs> yeah. As the tree points north. Yes. I think we've got this licked, guys. Yes, so we do. Uh, congratulations. Science. Us. Yes. Science. If only we'd have we known that it. before I started experimenting on Charles and Jenna. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, well, so when I think about um, viruses in science fiction, the first thing that comes to my mind is uh, the Andromeda strain. Oh, um, yeah. yeah. Uh, which is kind of a classic. Yep. And uh, dealt with a virus that was captured by an orbiting satellite that crashed back down on Earth. Okay. And so it's dumber than that, though. And not, not like the story isn't dumber than yeah, that, but uh, the motivations behind the characters are dumber than that. Mm -hmm. So... Uh, the Andromeda strain is all about uh, the the various governments uh, basically weapon arms race with uh, viruses, mm -hmm. and our military was like, "Gosh darn, our viruses just aren't dangerous enough. They just don't kill people at the rate that we need them to kill people." I know. We'll look in space for something that nobody has any yeah. resistances to. Right. Quick, send up some yeah. send up some satellites, get some space yeah. stuff, and come back down, and right. we'll have the best virus. Mm -hmm. And then it the happens. There, there's right. no virus better than our virus. Our virus is the best. Yeah. And it turned out to be way too hardcore for them to deal with. So, and yeah. yeah, it basically the uh, the virus in its initial stages basically turned people's blood to sand mm -hmm. or like crackly dry dirt mm -hmm. and just like kills a whole town which is how it starts off right but it did live in an it did thrive in a very narrow ph range which is how the which is uh, uh, that, the baby crying and the that, old man mm -hmm. that was Nine high on sterno all the time 
Nine survive. times a book, you have to go through to figure yeah, that pH thing right. out. That's the whole thing that they solved. It yeah, that's, but, yeah, that's Michael Crichton's yeah. writing right yeah. there, though. Yeah. It was a good book. It was really good. Yeah, yeah. yeah it was okay for the time. And and I oh. thought it was... Uh, uh, like, it, it sort of kind of dates itself. It really dates itself. Yeah. In what way? Uh, all of his... Like, Michael Crichton loves writing about... Or loved writing about uh, basically near-future stuff. So he would write about how he thought like technology was going to go. And so as the like he the his like vision for where technology was headed on this is completely off. Mm. And like the it, when the doctors are being admitted into the facility, they would they were undergoing like a self-diagnosis from the computers that they had to put VHS tapes or something yeah. into the machines well, to I help mean, it along. Yeah, well, and, that, yeah, but it's like in, in terms of responses, it's actually fairly good. Yeah, certain other parts didn't age well. Yeah. Like I have mixed feelings about the book, but well, yeah, it, it's dry. It's, oh, it's it, so dry. It, yeah, it is. Yeah, you you kind of wake. You go. You read it. You fall asleep. You wake up, and you need a glass of water because it's just it's so dry. It is. Well, and I I found interesting the the thought that. You know, uh, we think that we're so smart in designing these containment facilities. And this containment facility had a failsafe of a nuclear bomb that would mm -hmm. yeah. destroy oh, the facility. Brilliant. But then yeah, it turned just, out yeah. that the virus thrives on energy energy, and that the detonation of a nuclear bomb well, would have just fed it everything like, it wanted. Mutation thrives on, on, on um, random uh, nuclear particles causing changes in the genome. It's mm -hmm. like the, the idea of doing that is insane that's plus it yeah. plus any sort of explosion like that would have scattered it yeah, yeah shot everything into the air into the stratosphere mm -hmm. which was you know the the climax of the novel is right like them going no 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 don't do this don't do this don't do this right. quick we had it was really easy to get down which fine it get down into the bottom levels of the base but it was nearly impossible to get back up to where they could actually cancel the detonation right yeah. So some things about that were like really good because you know, getting in, kind of easy. Getting out, not so much. They made a new Andromeda strain, uh, book. Yeah. And I might like to see that if see if they like like upgraded. They made a new a book. Yeah. There's a new Andromeda strain is out. Someone did a sequel. Someone did a sequel to yeah. Michael Crichton's Andromeda strain. Yeah. Well, I haven't yeah. heard of that. And it's like I wonder what that would look like. I'm kind of curious. Huh. Yeah. I think there was another movie I'm that a, came out, wasn't there? Because I saw they did a, a reboot uh, in a in a miniseries. I have okay. really really mixed feelings about other people coming along and continuing other authors' works. Well, no, I dig. I I do. I, I I'm not sure how that would look, but we'll see. I guess. I mean, I say after like Jurassic World and whatnot, other people own the rights to the property now. So what what can I say about that? Yeah, they. Michael Crichton was an extremely prolific and successful yeah. author, and I can only hope to and do as good. He already cashed that check, so it's 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 kind of somebody else's now. So that's just the way that goes. So what other viruses are out there that uh, in the sci-fi world well, that uh, one of my favorite ones, and like something that is kind of infamous among uh, video game players, is the corrupted blood corrupted blood plague from world of warcraft that sounds interesting so tell us about that so this is an epidemic in world of warcraft that began september 13th 2005 
and ended October 8th of the same year. So, so it was it was a intentionally coded thing to no, enhance the game. Or? No, it was not. Okay. So they Blizzard had just released a new uh, a new content patch for the game that included a new dungeon and a new great big raid boss uh, called Hackar the Soul Flayer. Okay. And Hackar's deal was that she would feed off the blood of other players and heal herself and basically make herself really difficult to kill. Mm. Players could give themselves a disease called corrupted blood, so that mm. when Hakar fed on that blood, she would become infected and deal damage to herself. Uh. Only this corrupted blood spread to all allies. Mm. Now, it was never intended to get out of the raid dungeon, which is an instance that should have kept it contained in there. Okay. But due to an oversight in the programming, the the plague could be passed was passed on to pets and uh, minion animals. Oh. So hunters ha- can have like pets that fight for them and whatnot. And so they had not stopped it from carrying over to them. And so people would oh. fight this hackar. They would go back to one of the towns mm-hmm. and their minion pets would still have this debuff on them. Oh. And then it spread from there. Oh, and <coughs> Let's see. Uh, during the epidemic, normal gameplay was disrupted. The major towns and cities were abandoned, and the population, by the population, as panic set in, and players rushed to evacuate to the relative safety of the countryside, leaving urban areas filled with dead player characters. So, was it just the major cities, or like the littler? towns where actually quite a few well i would guess it would be mostly the hub cities where the high level characters who'd be doing this uh raid stormwind would come back all all the the biggies yeah Yeah. and so well so uh, let me ask this so in that dungeon mm -hmm. right these players uh infect themselves with this infected blood as a way of defeating this boss right right but then, how do they cure themselves? It was only it only lasts for a short period of time. Oh, so is so that true? Act- when the virus got out as well. Yeah. But then, so, how did people die from it? Uh, a you, combination. You, you have to be a certain level to get in there, <coughs> and higher level characters have a better shot. Yeah. So uh, basically, it, it is a limited time thing. Yeah. But if you've got a higher level character, then it won't kill you immediately. Uh, so, and if it passes fast enough, and you're in a high enough population area, sure, it Lower. can start spreading quick. Yeah. And when you've got like teleportation mm-hmm. and like fast travel and stuff like that just like airlines and the place yeah. we have now you can spread it it can spread around to the different population centers right and then like depending on how long it lasts then it can keep just like keep self-perpetuating gotcha. itself huh. adding, what, was, what was the hp damage on that one again uh like 230 to 300 something yeah and you start mm. off if you're like a level one through five that's devastating yeah you that's cannot, instantly you, fatal yeah per second yeah per second per second per two, like, every two seconds yeah so um, it goes through like uh like younger player or lower level characters just couldn't play the game in areas where this thing was spreading anymore. Right. Meanwhile, higher level characters, some of them, they, uh, the article that I'm reading here says that they responded in kind of real world ways. Uh, that a bunch of the pl- uh, clerics and stuff would devote themselves to healing. 
yeah. other characters would kind of help guide people to uninfected areas and warn people about infection in other areas mm-hmm. while other players were would intentionally bring the infection around to new areas and get the whole ball rolling again right it took uh, blizzard actually doing like resets of the infected servers and code patches to actually get this thing under control wow huh yeah but that, i mean it mirrors epidemiology how people actually respond to yeah, things sure. it's like so uh, yeah, I like that. that. That's a good example. Mm-hmm. So do you suppose with this coronavirus, there are people that are actively trying to spread it? No, but necess- they, they, it, they might have heard about it. They might be infected, but they don't know yet. So they're hearing about all this stuff that's happening, so they might flee to an area yeah. where they actually introduce it because they have it, and they just don't sure. know they have it. So it, it's yeah. common. I read a story about one woman who knew she had the coronavirus but and was was like keeping her symptoms like hidden. under yeah. hidden yeah. and went to like was in China but had a reservation in France at a Michelin star restaurant and she was not going to miss this reservation so Jeez. she got on the plane concealing her symptoms got through the quarantine and went to France to eat at her Michelin restaurant where she was yeah. finally apprehended <laughs> but after exposing everyone on the plane right. and everyone who she came in contact with in between there and the, all for a re- because she had to make a reservation. Jesus. I, like, I hope her food was spoiled. Right, right. I hope she's in jail. I do. She should be. Yeah. That's, that's, that's selfish, just for, for dinner. Mm-hmm. It's like, I right. Mean, really. Rich people stuff, huh? That would be something that you would expect uh, Dr. Smith on Lost in Space to do. Not care oh, about yeah. others and just go do whatever she oh, wants. Oh, no, Miss, uh, Dr. Smith would, uh, would be, wouldn't care about the dinner. She would, like, burn everyone to the ground to make a cure for herself. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, she would. It's like, maybe I just need more children's blood to fix this. It's like, I'll figure it's it like out. maybe children's blood cures this. Maybe it doesn't, maybe but I'm not going to yeah. take a chance and I'm going to no, drink yeah. all the children's blood. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, that would be a Dr. Smith solution. To now, what problem. about 12 monkeys? 12 monkeys was a case of an engineered pathogen mm-hmm. that was so devastating that no one could live through it. There's literally no immunity to it. The only survivors actually buried themselves underground so they wouldn't be exposed, and they sent Bruce Willis back in time to, to try, try to, to stop it. it, yeah. So there's mm-hmm. no there's no way to fix it. Mm. So yeah. They... So was it a was it a pathogen that was so virulent that it killed you before your body's immune system had a chance to attack it, or uh, do you the did death, they explain that or? It, it took a while to 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 gestate, mm. but then it's like you're it's, done. Yeah, and I guess the contagious rate was like a hundred percent, and it's like so they literally had to kill anyone who who had it so hmm. yeah huh. apparently there's a lot of inequality in the pick 12 monkeys it's like bruce willis was one of the the not so lucky 99 percenters who they threw a plastic suit on him every once in a while so he could go out into the world and get stuff right that they you know cultural items and things like that so that he could they could bring him back and enjoy them so i guess uh-huh. i guess it it's not it doesn't attach to inorganic items would you want to be one of those 
characters sent out in a would would either of you want to be a character like right now out there on the front lines trying to figure out what the coronavirus is, who's got it, where the infection came from, um, dealing with patients. If I could hang with Doctors Without Borders, yeah, sure. Those guys are, are pretty pretty good at what they do. And if I got the disease, I would be in the best care. So yeah. I mean, I'm not. that's not in my skill set, right. so probably yeah, I mean, I not for me. I don't know what I could do. It's like, you know. But I mean, a, would that ever interest you in, in the epidemiology and the... I mean, epidemiology, that. like, that's very interesting, like, to me, as a layperson. Mm -hmm. But, like I said, I'm so far removed from being a doctor that I don't know if I'd actually enjoy that or not. Yeah. It's like, I imagine it's a whole lot of... It's gruesome. Well, Epidemiology is nothing but gruesome. It's yeah. About, it's about excess... Uh, morbidity and more uh, mortality is like how much sickness, how much death increases over time. It's 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 ugly. I did a paper on it in uh, medical anthropology. Hmm. It's ugly shit. It is. I to make it fun, I made my presentation, my PowerPoint on zombies, because you had zombies all of a sudden. You know, yeah, it turns something insanely gruesome into mm -hmm. something that's kind of fun. But I have a respect for epidemiologists because their studies are just. Just depressing as hell. Oh, sorry about that. Hmm. Yeah, that would be. Uh, that it's kind of interesting to me to read up on some of the different viruses that are out there and where they came from and how they spread and you know um, some of the movies that we've seen. You know, discuss like the the R not value, which is the mm -hmm. ability of the virus to spread. And um, I'm always, when some new virus comes out, I'm always looking to see, well, what's the r not value? You know, how transmissible is it? You know, and then, of course, you're looking at the percentage of fatalities mm -hmm. uh, on a particular virus. Um, you're always looking for how long, if, if it's airborne transmitted, because most of the airborne yep. transmitted ones have a very short life. And right. it's like, if you have a long-term airborne, then we're fucked. Well, yeah. there's also stuff like, well, like measles. Yeah. That can survive for what weeks? Yeah. yeah, a single particle of that can infect. And it's and highly it, contagious. And, and it, yeah. it it decimated every population it's ever touched. It's mm -hmm. like, um, but it's I mean it was really hard on the Native Americans because they didn't have the exposure to farm animals with the cross vectoring mm -hmm. that that European populations had. But mm -hmm. it's like it it was that's it would be that bad. And but unfortunately that that particular disease. Combined with the other virgin solar epidemics, killed up to ninety-five percent of all the Native Americans. So it's like, do we really want to see something no, like that? No, we don't head? want to see it. But there, it's like, it's kind of like with serial killers. There's this kind of like dark fascination with it. Yeah, it would be the way I think the planet would deal with the overpopulation issue. It's like, well, it's like in the short term, right? Because. Eventually, the people that get immune to the virus then go on to breed, and you have yeah. your back. And then, well, the but, but then but another it's one more, comes along. It's like it's yeah, it's. I, I think it's kind of a function of like having such high population densities in is. areas. It is. It's like and and yeah, it's when you're in high population, you're all sharing the same air. You know, well, like, and poor sanitation in a lot of mm -hmm. these high population areas, especially in areas with poverty, and doing right. dumb shit. Right. Yeah. All right. So, um, CRISPR. So we were talking about that. Our uh, video system got a virus, and uh, we had to we had to inoculate it. So we're back up. By inoculate, you of course mean you took it outside and put two bullets into it. <laughs> well, I would never really, do that Bill. to my video system. 
Yeah, he's, he has a great deal of respect for the video system. Us, on the other Right, hand. if you guys ah. were infected, well, I'm sorry. Hit in the box. I mean, that is the problem, though. You've got to trust your friends to tell you if they've been bitten. Hmm. It's a you dick can't. move. You, you can't, can't trust you can't. your friends to tell you that they've been bitten. You know, because if you tell your friends, they have to kill you. And it's like, you kind of really want them to, because you don't want to become an undead zombie, but, you know. On the same you, you just don't want to be a die. hassle, so you keep it to yourself until yeah, you. But then, then, then you're leaving it to your friends to kill your undead corpse that's still. But you also animated. think there's an inkling that maybe you got bit, but the virus didn't transmit. And that would apply to you, Pinocchio. But the rest <laughs> of us, the rest of us would have the virus. Know, the virus, and we would die, and then be reanimated. Right. And then not bite you because you're Pinocchio, but yeah. we, we would bite other people. Yeah. But, you know, we were talking about the CRISPR thing. We were talking about CRISPR and people in their garages doing their own yeah. genetic experimentation. And they would do that just, just to do it. It's like I said before the show started, it's like Seth's whole job is exists because people are dicks. They, they, people will make computer no. viruses just to do it. You my, know? my job isn't stopping computer viruses. It's an aspect of my job to protect against hacking, but... What else do you do? I mean, I make I'm making a learning management system right now. Hmm. Not really in security, right? In as far as security is a part of everyone's job, but right. Would it, can you imagine a world where that wouldn't be necessary? Where my job wouldn't be necessary? Where security wouldn't be necessary? Yeah, I can imagine a world like that. It's a very nice world, but like you said, people Gene are dicks. Roddenberry's ideal. Yeah. Future I world. I love Roddenberry's vision, but it's not practical. Kind of like Karl Marx's communism is a beautiful thing, but it, I don't think people can do it. It requires too much selflessness and dedication. So, yeah. Now, you've got the guys in their garage experimenting with CRISPR, but you obviously also, if you've got guys in their garage that can experiment with CRISPR, you've got virtually every nation on Earth can experiment with CRISPR in some way. Oh, they are. To create... You know they are viruses or some sort of biological thing to give them an advantage in warfare and how many countries have proper procedures and containment facilities in place to contain whatever it is they're working on doesn't matter how many countries have yeah. those procedures it's how many countries lack those procedures because <laughs> yeah, exactly. you only need the one person or the one country where they're eating the club sandwich that's got some of the cold virus on it, <laughs> and then good. they yes. sneeze on their, on their super flu. Right. And how uh, good is it? I mean, that's the whole premise of twenty-eight days later. I assume it's a pretty later, good sandwich. I mean, it's like the whole breaking containment is the, is essentially every zombie movie. Mm -hmm. So it's like, I mean, really, but I mean, what is the point? If you could engineer a weapon, a disease that could kill everybody. Mm -hmm. And you don't tell anybody, then what's the point? It's like you don't want to release it because you'll kill everyone you know. Well, it's the, it's, like, it's more the happening by accident thing. Yeah. yeah. So, so, but, but if you if you have them, then wouldn't you want to do a mutually shared destruction thing and tell people you have it so that they bend to your will and give you all the stuff? I, I mean, if you want to get firebombed first, then yeah, why not? Well, you uh, firebomb me, I'll release this pathogen that's going to kill everybody. It's like. Well, and. Would it be possible to code the pathogen such that it only affected certain populations? I've always wondered about that because and it's like what brown recluses, brown recluse spiders. 
mm -hmm. are just unnecessarily dangerous. Could yeah. We, could we code a disease that kills all the brown recluses? Well, I mean, I, they might be They might. Like, I'm pretty sure another, that the brown recluse fills a another, ecological another niche. Another spider would step up and take over. Because there's there's millions of different types of maybe spiders. maybe not it's the it, like for me mosquitoes are that like mosquitoes are, are actually necessary but it, some other bug will step up into the <laughs> into the gap and take maybe over. one that doesn't feed on me quite so much and spread pathogens like dengue well, fever and well uh, malaria would be actually a more yeah. frightening thing that they they possess but it's like well, I mean it's I don't know. I mean, uh, if you what if all right then what if we target the gene that distributes melanin? Then right. we're starting to attack race. You know, it's like yep. We could. I mean, where do you want to go with that? Well, like, uh, kind kind of along those lines. I've talked about uh, feed by Mira Grant. AKA uh, Sean and McGuire before, and her zombie her zombie plague is caused by a virus called Calisamberly, and is a combination of two different viruses that were genetically engineered. One was genetically engineered to be a contagious cure to the common cold, and another was designed. Every time I've ever read about a cure for the common cold, it always kills everybody. Well, on its own, it was stable. But it all it meets up with uh, the Amberley virus, which was something that was a uh, uh, da, 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 hemorrhagic fever that had been genetically engineered to uh, combat cancer. And mm. then when the two met in the wild, they Exchange. combined and became super virulent and super transmissible. Super transmissible and. That kicked off, like, that's the virus that kicked off the zombie apocalypse. And it's, it it was so virulent that it basically infects everyone in the world. And, like, when you die, the virus reanimates you. Mm. Well, that sucks. But, yeah. And, like, the books are set 20 to 30 years after the zombie, like, the initial outbreaks and what happened to civilization after that. But it, the books are really interesting reading if you like, uh, if you like that sort of uh, uh, epidemiological talk because it goes into a lot of that. And what, what are the books called again? Uh, it's the Feed series, or it's the News Flesh series by Mira Grant. News Flesh. Yeah. Okay. So the first book in that is Feed, and it uh. is probably my favorite zombie story ever. Really? Huh. I will check that out. Indeed. Well, I, I I personally like The White Plague by Frank Herbert. So tell uh, us about that. It's about a, a biologist who had his wife and children killed uh, in a terrorist attack by the Irish Republican Army. and So he had his own wife and kid no, killed? No, they, they were killed. Oh, yeah. okay, okay. Um, this made it, drove him insane. Okay. And he engineered a virus that would kill all women. And it, it was released in certain areas. First, you know, he wanted to, to wipe out, you know, the IRA. So, so this was a way of getting back at the IRA for yeah. taking his wife. He's going to take all of their women. Yes. Okay. And in the end, it's basically 
They had to declare Africa a total loss. Mm. Everyone in Africa died. There were various containment areas. Uh, polyandry was actually had to be uh, instilled because genetic diversity had to be re which means uh, every woman had to have children with more Multiple than one man. Men. Yeah, okay. in order to get that genetic diversity back up. And mm. it's like, so it changed social patterns. Mm. Um, I'm sure it changed a lot of things. Uh, it did actually change a lot of things, but um, I can see something like that happening. And that's, there you go. That's a targeted uh, virus. I targeting the excess, something in the X, uh, right. X chromosome. So. Well, and I think, you know, that kind of ties in, uh, in my mind, with what uh, Seth was talking about when we first began, with the unintended consequences of creating a virus and releasing it into the wild with the, the case of the game where the virus got out, mm -hmm. right, and started wreaking havoc. And this is the thing where you create a virus, you intend to maybe target women or men or people of a different color or different hair type or whatever, and that virus gets out in the wild, but then you can't control the mutation of you the can't. virus. You can't. And the mutation is definitely going to happen. So if you create a virus that is particularly virulent and transmissible, and that virus mutates into a form that you didn't anticipate, and now suddenly everybody on the planet's let, at risk. Let me put it this way. Each and every one of us have about 3% of our cells mutated at this given time, right now. Now, most of those mutations are benign. It means they change the shape of the cell. So it either does nothing or they're destroyed by your, you know, the your, your body. Immune system? Uh, immune system or your body just reabsorbs them. But it's like you are all walking around with a large number of mutations because it happens all the time. And it's like you can you can set up something that works in X way, but mutation is going to happen and mm -hmm. Y way is going to happen. So most mutations are benign. They either... They don't change the function of the cell at all, or, or the, the organism. Mm -hmm. uh, very small numbers are beneficial or uh, uh, negative. But mm -hmm. it's like a beneficial mutation for a pathogen would make it a better pathogen, wouldn't it? Yeah. Well, I mean, just like consider our problems with uh, resistant bacteria. Mm -hmm. Right. Antibiotic resistance. That's man-made because people aren't finishing their antibiotics. Well, yeah, but it's also going to mean that sometime in probably my lifetime, at least, antibiotics just aren't going to be... We're on our last line right now, and it's like there's a really medically resistant strain of tuberculosis coming up from Mexico right now. Yeah, which is going to more or less end, like, the ability to perform surgeries. Yeah. I'm just it's gonna be rough unless we figure out something else. Well, yeah. I'm maybe a rotating hospital system. Like every couple of weeks, we move to another hospital while we sterilize the one. Because I mean, right now, you're right. Hospitals are, are the place with the most uh, infectious materials. Right now, there's types of staff in hospitals that are just that it'll just eat you alive. It's like hospitals are very dangerous places. Sheldon Cooper was right. Stay out of hospitals. <laughs> if you can. It, well, well, I mean, yeah. A lot that, of people in China that can't the, stay out of them right now. That is the goal, is to stay out of the hospital. Right. But if you catch one of, like, coronavirus, look at, they've got, what, they China built three new 1,000-bed yeah. hospitals mm -hmm. in, like, 10 days mm -hmm. to house the people infected with coronavirus. I mean, And you'll you notice can't... that China isn't up there on the board. No. 
They're one of the uh, they're one of the dark countries that's not reporting. Well, there's, a, there's a there's something right there that. Yeah, and I think that's like Mongolia probably or something. Yeah, you're right. You're right. And you notice there's nothing in Russia that's reporting. Yeah. So. Um, nothing in North Africa, but no one cares about North Africa. <laughs> so. It might literally. Be well, there's probably there. probably not much in the way of good reporting systems. There would be my guess, maybe. Something um, in Madagascar. But, yeah. So, yeah, I think, you know, uh, yeah, avoid hospitals if you can, but you can't always control that. At some point in your life, an accident's going to happen or you're going to catch something or you're going to have the random cell mutation that's going to create cancer your or something else. Your appendix is going to burst at Disney. At Disney, thank you. Here's a question. That's no, that happened something to me. To look forward to. Oh, it did? Yeah, didn't oh, I, I tell you, you that? Oh, I you talking about my no. upcoming trip to Disney. And... <laughs> no, uh, we went oh. down to Disney World a few years ago, and mm-hmm. my appendix got, uh, I needed a uh, an app- appendectomy. Appen- yeah. And, yeah, the, uh, the appendectomy ride at Disney sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I did not. That that ruined that vacation. I, I'm, I'm sure. An animatronic surgeon tried to pull out your. Hold oh, like, oh, oh, still. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Breathe in. Oh. <laughs> I I envision like a you know the board from Operation with yeah, the guy yeah. going in trying to remove the funny bone and. Yeah, yeah, that would not be fun on a vacation. No, it was not. That it, that was a ruined vacation right there. Is China wrong? Is Russia wrong? For suppressing reports. I think so. Absolutely. Why? I think that so. is how. That it is how is. every virus gets enough. But if you think about controlling populations. Yeah, but the problem is they're not is thinking that, about controlling populations. Right. Though they're think they're thinking about saving face. Right. And well, and the other thing is too is that if if you are not informing your population, you're not controlling them because people are going to travel with the virus and they're going to spread it more. That is and chances true. are is you're going to have a really true. So far more virulent outbreak. Glad to see you're on board. And, and yeah. what you were talking about earlier with uh, mutations mm-hmm. is like the more people yeah. who get it, the greater the chance it is that it's going to mutate into something else. Right. Surprising how many of these things start. I speak China. as a completely uneducated person, by the way. So yeah. Now the one I thing you that's taken a class or two in your day. Well, not on epidemiology. I've got it now. Now here's a question for you. One thing that's on my mind, and that is a big question in my mind. We're all focused on this coronavirus, and there's been. Uh, what is it, uh, 20,000, I think, people infected now, and there's been 300 deaths. But every year, the seasonal flu infects More. 100 million people or 400 million people, I think I read the other day, and, um, what, um, 650,000 deaths around mm. the world from seasonal flu. Yeah. And here we are focused on this coronavirus, and my question is, are we disproportionately focused on coronavirus, and is it because that we we're we're all so familiar with the mm-hmm. flu, and that we know what to expect from it, and we have a certain amount of the answer population that's the that's, answer goes back to epidemiology, and in terms of what I was talking about earlier, morbidity and and uh, mortality, there's something in epidemiology called excess depth, which means death that exceeds the expected number of deaths. 
the seasonal flu death rate has been factored in. Linda has it up on the board yeah. there. So this is just uh, the U.S., yeah. right? So flu deaths, yeah. 15 million sick, 800,000. Is that, uh, that must that be most the recent stuff. That's the weirdest picture to go, that picture of the guy in the lab coat is just the weirdest picture to go yeah. along with that. Yeah. yeah. But it's excess death. It's See, the, the flu is already factored in. Every year there's X amount. And yeah. if, if it goes up drastically, you'll hear them talk about excess death in terms of flu. But the coronavirus is a different kind of pathogen. So it, every death and is excess death. Like, well, well, people, I, I think a lot of people don't think the flu is a threat because mm. they get the flu. They sure. get the flu they every do. year. Right. They do. But and and most of those, almost all those deaths are children or, yeah. or old people. So, yeah. And who cares about old people? But, but I mean, if the flu is the devil we know, whereas coronavirus is the devil we don't know. Right. Well, and, and it, in my mind, part of that is the fact that the coronavirus is zoonotic, right? So it's come from an animal species into the human population. So well, nobody in the human too, population right. has any natural immunity to it. That is true. So anybody that gets infected is going to get sick. I mean, it comes from bats, right? Uh, well, they don't know I, for I, sure I yet. I heard it was from chickens. They don't know yet. But, but. what they do know is that, um, uh, like, almost 100% chance that it came from a food market in Wuhan. We're way like, overdue for an And uh, probably epidemic. from uh, some I wild mean, a animal. virulent epidemic that's going to, like, depopulate significantly the number of people on the planet. The so. Spanish flu, basically. Yeah, that kind of level of... Of, of pathogen. Yeah, yeah, we're overdue for that by, by a long shot. Now, I think you have. I, I can't remember if you did or not, but the um, Netflix has that new docu-series I've out seen on part the of pandemic. It. And the, uh, the second episode with the anti-vaxxer lady just about made me tear my TV off the wall and throw <laughs> it out the window. Because it was so fury infuriating. Oh, I, I, God. I, oh. Have you seen it, John? I hate that lady no. so much. Lady, know. if you're watching yeah. this, I hate you in particular. Yeah. I don't remember what your name is, but I hate you. <laughs> is, it, is it the Jenny McCarthy thing? Or it wasn't Jenny McCarthy, McCarthy herself. But it was a type of... Who I hate. Uh, but it was a type of anti-vaxxer. Yeah. I've seen the first she, episode. Uh, we've watched the first episode. I haven't gotten to the second Anti-vaxxers are child abusers, and there's no other way to put it. Yeah. It's that simple. Her, her, like her, she, they, they showed uh, footage of her telling her kids about why they weren't getting vaccines and why she was opposing the bill that required that anyone going to public school get vaccines. Yeah. And she was like, because I believe that no one can tell me how to raise you as well as I know. And I'm like, no, you're an ignorant fool, and oh, I, whoa, I hate you so much. It's just I'm, like I'm, a physical I'm thing. right there with you, man. Oh. Well, and, and part of the issue with that, of course. This is how we get Sith, by the way, is yeah. because Jedi see videos like that, and then they just like force, force choke them. them right through the television special. Yeah. I, I'm all for palpatining up some uh, anti-vaxxers right now, man. I'm cool with that. Order 66. Yeah. 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 I, I think part of the... Master Skywalker, what are we going to do? <laughs> and then you cheer in for Anakin just to cut down all the anti-vaxxers. Right. Like... <laughs> I think part of the thing that makes that so frustrating is that um, it's not just the anti-vaxxers that would be um, caught up in some sort of a pandemic from refusal oh, to get no, vaccinated, it's not, it's but like... it's people that are immune compromised yeah. that rely on that 
herd immunity yeah. Yeah. to keep them from dying and get, getting infected and dying. Which and increases so, how many people are infected, sure. which increases the load on the hospital systems, which yeah, increases exactly. Like, and not every vaccine is 100% effective. Right. So you can be, uh, you can be right. uh, immunized, but like the, it, it just, just like isn't as effective as it was on maybe somebody else. Sure. Yep. Everybody reacts differently. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, culture, like cultural stuff can be another way that uh, viruses spread. spread. So getting us back to kind of uh, sci-fi, sci-fi and fictional uh, diseases, there's an excellent episode of uh, Babylon 5 uh, where there is something called the Drapha Plague, mm. which uh, is a, is a uh, virus, a pneumatic virus that's uh, spreading through the Markab population. And by the end of the episode has killed virtually 100% of just about like 99.999999% of the Markab population. There might mm. be some of them who were off planet and isolated and survived. Right. But aside from that, it killed everyone. And it was because the virus originally or originated on an island of their homeworld that was known for being immoral. And it was then seen as being, like, contracting the virus was... AIDS analogy for the... Yeah, it was seen as being immoral. So Mm. if you say to someone, you're infected with this disease, we have to treat you and quarantine you, that was viewed culturally as being saying, no, you're immoral and Mm. you're evil. And so no one would own up to actually having the virus because so no one wanted to be known as immoral, and so the virus spread and spread and spread until it killed everyone. I was kind of thinking the way uh, where you were going with that was the fact that it was seen as immoral, and therefore, like with the AIDS virus, That's people didn't want to work on curing it because they thought that people had well, got there, it deserved Well, there was it. that as well. Yeah. Oh, right. I see. That's yeah. going to be in there. But, but another thing I thought about was polio. Do you know how polio works? It's hmm. like... When polio started, it's like in in like the time frames of the twenties and such, we had uh, people thought cleanliness uh, and staying keeping their children out of playing in the dirt was something that upper class people should do. You'll find that there's a lot higher polio rates among the upper class than the lower class, which is why so much money was actually devoted to curing it. But um, if you polio's in the dirt. Everywhere, right now. But if you play in the dirt like a kid, you develop an immunity to it. Hmm. So I see it as kind of, again, another ideological uh, reason for transmission of disease. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. And dirt's fun. Yeah. It's like, why wouldn't you want to keep kids out of the dirt? They love dirt. I love dirt. I I want to keep my dogs out of the dirt. Well... Then, you know, because they like to track it in the I house. Don't, I don't know if there's dog polio or not. <laughs> I do not. This is the worst. Right. But yeah. So did the, all the Drapha die? Yeah. The, like uh, in the show, at the end of the episode, they say there may be some left alive, but no one has confirmed it yet. So, and there, there are other episodes where the homeworld is just dead. And so they blow up the gate to the homeworld to, as part of a ploy to kill a powerful alien warship and also to stop grave robbers. Mm. Hmm. 
I and, don't know about like, that. That sounds like a perfectly habitable planet just waiting to be Well, taken. another one of the problems with the virus is that it was maybe starting to jump species. Oh, that's true. Because they, in the, they go into, like, how it actually spreads and, what, like, what it's acting on and that some species have cells similar to these and that it can possibly so, jump yeah, species. Quarantine it, yeah. Cool. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Well, what else we got? Any other? I, I, There's a lot of different. Uh, I know there was some different virus episodes in Star Trek where they got viruses. One aged the crew dramatically well, that they had to. You remember the conquer. one with the flying like yes. pancakes? Yes. That was a virus. That was literally right. a, a, a like a, a basketball-sized virus or a frisbee-sized virus. Yeah, right. That uh, that traveled from planet to planet, taking right. it over, and. Right. What's what? Oh, 21, 28 weeks later. Yeah, 28 days our, later, our, 28 weeks later, the rage virus. Our, our, yeah. our producer has unsubtly changed the topic, which is actually well, probably useful. I, <laughs> I'd like to take a quick second and thank Linda for like putting up all these images that yes. are relevant. That's really handy. Uh, if you're not watching on, the, on YouTube, this is yes. one of the things you're that Linda out. helps us out with. Yes. Yeah, you're missing out on some great graphics. Uh, so there's, uh, there's Grayscale from, oh, Game, yeah, of from Game of Thrones. Oh, yeah, from Thrones, of course. Man, that looks like a chisel that stuff off. That's pretty uh, awful way to die. That would be horrible. I don't think I'd almost prefer death. Yeah, the cure looks like it's like, right. Know, like, especially, you know, it's like. Yeah, and here, yeah. bite on this yeah. piece of stone yeah. or this bone yeah. while I take this chisel and start. Hacking off your hacking skin, off the big pieces yeah. of your skin. It was like that derm out, outer couple of layers of your dermis. Mm -hmm. Oof! They were being pried off with a. Yeah, yeah. Thanks anyway, but you know. Yeah. yeah. I'll take yeah. yeah. Can I have some ice cream before I die? <laughs> yeah. There's the legacy virus from Marvel Comics that I don't was. Know about that. It was a virus developed a uh, thousand years in the future to. Like that is sent back in time to kill all the mutants. Mm. It acts only upon uh, activated X factors and huh. was a major threat for quite a while in the 90s. Mm -hmm. What about the DC plague that's turning all of the superheroes into evil zombies? I'm not You're familiar not, not with that, that plague. It's like, I think, yeah, a couple months ago, Superman turned. Making life very hard. For Just a for couple everybody. months ago. Yeah. yeah, I don't remember. I I don't. Well, I don't keep up on my. Uh, I don't keep up on my Star Wars or my DC. It's Sorry. Just, it's, it's you know one of those sidebar timelines. But, I mean X Factor. Is that why most mutants are blue? No. Why are they most, blue? Most most mutants aren't blue. Well, uh, but the X Factor like... is the actual like mutating gene that gives them powers. Ah, it's okay. comic book logic. Uh, well, I mean, so would that mean the latent X factors, like like Deadpool, had his I guess X factor stimulated by whatever potion they they pumped into him to express that. So, uh oh, Seth infected. Uh oh. Seth, Seth is infected. We're uh oh. All gonna die. Uh oh. Good thing I have a spare box. Don't put me in the box. Oh, oh no! You, you won't only just your head. the head. Yeah, 
Oh, oh. it's a nice box. It's yeah. padded. Oh, good. So well, if your head bumps from side to side, you won't get a concussion. Yeah. There's also the Kratos virus from the Star Wars Expanded Universe. I remember reading about that, and it caused a, it only affected uh, non-human species, and so it was a great, a big political ploy, or it was, it was uh, kind of politically divisive for the New Republic which uh, a lot of the bureaucracy was human, and it was seen, like, since they weren't infected, mm. or they weren't uh, susceptible to the virus, but the Mon Calamari and a lot of the other, uh, many, many other species were, there was, like, a, uh, there was a rift formed in the New Republic that this virus wasn't being treated importantly because humans weren't susceptible. Uh. And you can kind of see how maybe yeah. that would reflect on real-world right, times. Right, right. When was this? Uh, back in the... It was the expanded universe. I don't know. Uh, all right, that had to be yeah, sometime after the 90s. It, during the 90s, yeah. probably, because it can't... I, I remember yeah, this well, series came out yeah. when I was in uh, high L school. Lucas said he wasn't going to do the third trilogy, and so he opened it up to authors. Mm -hmm. And then, the t and <laughs> I guess there are takesies, backsies. In terms of Star Wars, because... Oh, yeah, all the expanded universe is a takesy-backsy. Yeah. I like some of that stuff, too. I'm sad to see it go. So I found um, there's a, a thing on the line that says, uh, or on the internet, uh, talks about 10 things movies teach us about virus outbreaks. Yeah. And the first one says, all viruses have a characteristic delivery system. No, many cases no, no. In the in many cases in the movies, it's uh, monkeys. <clears throat> but it's uh, a particular way that the virus is transmitted from person to person. And something that, you know, you as soon as you watch the show and you see that particular event transpire, you know that's the next person that got the virus. Whether it's rubbing an itch on their hand, mm -hmm. you know, you know, uh oh, that person's infected. They just shook hands with that person. Now they've got it. That reminds me of the original series Star Trek where mm -hmm. the, the, the guy got, you know, yeah. on a frozen planet where right. people killed themselves. The virus yeah. got on there. Yeah, and but then everyone was doing this when they yeah. had the virus. So. Right. Um, uh, item number two. Science is always important. And I would have thought it would have been magical thinking. Mm. <laughs> you would have thought it would have been... I would have said seven peppercorns on the tongue. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. Or as many onions as you can eat. That's a lie sold to you by Big Onion. <laughs> there and is then... a belief in uh, Uganda, in northern Uganda, that by the Lord's uh, Liberation Front, I think... Their name, the LF Lords LRA, uh, that ha to cure yourself of AIDS, you have sex with the virgin. Yeah, I've heard about that. That's the most awful thing ever. And it kind of actually is counterproductive. Kind to, of to the to the whole point. Kind of a little kind, bit. Just a little bit. So number three of the top ten things movies teach us is that viruses do awesome things to those infected in terms of their physical abilities. Sure, everyone has to get sick or die, but that's not so bad when you realize everyone's going to come back as something awesome. The viruses give you powers like super speed, super aggression. Mm. You'll be crazy, a crazy violent killing machine. Comic books have ruined us on, yeah. on that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, number four, viruses always make people 100% more badass. When you have a virus, you're a badass killing machine. I... 
speaking as somebody who's recently had the had the cold. Well, no, this is not this is not real life. This is in movies. Well, yeah. right. Um, I, number five, the virus will kill everyone except for a plucky band of survivors. That is true. <laughs> I'm I'm holding out for being the comic relief. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Um, there's, I don't know of a more plucky bunch than us. Right. So I, I think yeah, we're we safe. should be the yeah, ones. Yeah, we're, we'll be fine. And oh, well, it depends upon your proximity to well, Pinocchio. No. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> as long as we're on Bill's team, we might be able. We'll yeah, all we die before he does, but we'll <laughs> yeah. survive longer than everyone else. Or yeah. we're just the the fodder that allows him to survive. It's like it's it's like Cap, I saw a meme with Captain Kirk in front of five security guards, and always that meme is like those five security guards are gonna die. Right. And it's like we're 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 red shirts, man. <laughs> it's like, red shirts. We're red shirts. You're a world. red shirt. All right. Black shirt, right? That's here. right. Yeah. I'm wearing the logo. Oh yeah, you'll make it. You're gonna make your, it. Your survival chances are very red, sir. So number you're, six, you're the reddest. Number six, there will always be a perfect hiding spot, and you will always somehow end up in that location. Bill, <laughs> John, Bill's secret underground lab- yeah. laboratory. Yeah. Bill, Bill, current uh, residents of whatever's left of Jenna and Charles. There and has always... anyone seen Audie? <clears throat> no. Yeah. Like, Audie's missing yeah. too. Why are you why, smiling? Yeah, like why that? are you smiling? I was gonna say it's like just like. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll talk about Audie later. It's like yeah. Uh, Anyone well, within the sound of my voice, please call the police. Now this <laughs> rule number seven, I think, is apropos for our current situation. That scares me. There will always be there will always be two people in your group. I think this is talking to me. One of these people. You won't get along with. Someone okay. has to hear your puns. I'll discuss him later. The other person will be quiet, unassuming, and usually very dangerous. In any group of survivors, there's always one person who will either A, be a crazy psychopath, B, some sort of evil rapist, or C, a coward moron who will sell out the group to the enemy. I, I, I don't know which one to roll for. <laughs> like, like, I, I mean, I yeah. really hope I'm not evil rapist. Yeah. That sounds uh, bad. I don't like that. Well, there's only two people left, and one's an evil rapist. (laughs) I I don't like that. I'd also really hope I'm not the coward (laughs) moron, but that's leaving less of a role for me I think here's a clue. What am I supposed to do in the new world? I I mean, you're obviously the one that he's not going to get along with. (laughs) Oh... Here's the. I don't know. Here's the. Here's the tip. Which means I'm expendable. Here's the tip. Think of the person in your group you least expect, and that's probably him. Least expect to what? To what? To yeah. be the coward, moron, crazy psychopath, or evil rapist, and that's probably the person that is. And I think you'd be the least expected to be that person. So I mean, I kind be of you. least expect Linda. <laughs> No, she's yeah. not part of the group. See, it's a group of oh, three. Oh, she's not part of the group? No, you it's wouldn't a group. Save it's your three wife? people, and two of them are in this, I guess. Anyway. All right, number eight. So being a psychopath and being a rapist sounds like just too much work. He, oh, okay, so that's one of the two. He's either the psychopath, the moron, the, the psychopath, or the rapist, right? That's one of the two. The other crucial member of your group to watch out for who is a lot easier to spot than the psychopath. There will always be a heroic last stand to be made, and one member of your group will always sacrifice him or herself so that the important member of the group can get away. 
generally. <laughs> Who's the important member, Bill? <laughs> generally, know, man, so. generally, this will be. Someone. How come we're not arguing about who's the important person here? <laughs> because we're we all know <laughs> who's not the real... We all know who the protagonist of this uh, is. <laughs> we're just the non-player character. We're just going to die. Yeah. Uh, it's cruel of, of whatever force of the universe to actually give us consciousness, actually. I know. Why, why, can we, why are we self-aware when it doesn't matter? <laughs> it doesn't matter. Um, all right. Uh, and then number nine, civilization will instantly turn back to normal once the cure for the virus has been discovered. Kind of like makes me think of uh, the end of uh, the MCU where they oh yeah everyone comes back and, and everybody's happy and oh yeah we we dealt with this perfectly well yeah. good enough for everyone yes and number ten the new world post virus will be a utopia oh that definitely didn't happen because in, everybody uh, learned their lesson right yeah, yeah that definitely didn't happen in uh, the newsflash series. The new world is arguably way bleaker than the... <laughs> As it probably would be in reality. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Sean, uh, Mira Grant does not pull her punches. Mm. The White Plague by Frank Herbert, the post-apocalypse world, is kind of like a solution that no one likes, but it's just the best one they've got. You know, it's like no one really wanted polyandry. No one really wanted to destroy Africa. No one wanted any of this. But it's literally just this is what we have. Now, what if it was the other way around, and they had engineered a virus to kill men, and then the men had to have multiple wives? Do you think that would be more desired? By the men, probably. But, yeah, by yeah. the men. Like, how many women want to deal with multiple men right. all the time? Yeah. Right. Like, yeah. So the other way. <laughs> I thought I'd get Linda to laugh with that. <laughs> She's already burdened with one bill. <laughs> what? She has her very survival to thank for well, being close really, to me all these years. Statistically, there can't be more than one bill because it's like the the problem. If there are two Pinocchios in one place, I think that the world would just blow up. It'd be like a yeah. sucking black hole. That uh, you no say, one would you, get out. Of. You you put in the sucking part. So. <laughs> yes. Uh, but uh, let's see. Another really good one is snow crash the mm. snow crash virus from uh neil stevenson's snow crash uh in which there is a computer virus that is also a real world virus and it spreads via memes mm. and you can and the meme be in this book being religion so you can catch the virus either through the through using the virtual reality metaverse via computer or through religion in the real world mm. and you're infected either way because it kind of takes over your brains uh, it infects your brain just like a virus but then might. when you're infected what do you what hap what do you do what happens to you uh, one of well you more or less join this religion and you suffer a decrease in uh, a decrease in your higher uh, mental functionings mm. and it has several uh, several of the symptoms are kind of religious appearing, like mm. uh, glossolalia, and a, a uh, increased uh, loyalty to this particular religion, and following. Of, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. Just saying. But yeah. it, it's a it's a very interesting book that is kind of sa a little bit satire, so some cyberpunk. Mm -hmm. uh, the main character is. His name is literally Hero Protagonist. Mm. 
great. That's <laughs> awesome. Is that with a silent E at the end, too, just to make it awesome? No, it, it's like... Uh, Hero he with is, a silent E. No, it's H-I-R-O. He's oh. a Japanese uh, black American. So, of course he is. And he is... Awesome. The, he's the deliverator. One, uh, a deliverator. America, at this point in history, or at this point in the future, only does three things right. Computer code. I forget the second thing, but the third thing is uh, pizza delivery. Hmm. Those are the three things we do well. This is awesome. <laughs> I love that. I do. And so he has a Terminator-style supercar to help him deliver yeah. pizza as fast as he as humanly possible and if he like fails in delivering on not meeting the your pizza by 30 minutes or less it's basically death because you have embarrassed the godfather of pizza so hmm. the terminate the deliverator dies if he doesn't actually get the pizza to the person in 30 minutes. usually it's it, in the book yeah. it's referred to as like, uh, it's all in first person, and so he's, like, thinking about what will happen if he doesn't deliver this pizza on time, and he's like, oh, the horror. Oh, I can't even, oh, I can't even think about how bad it will be if I don't deliver this on time. That. You can't say that without using an Arnold Schwarzenegger accent, just because you made it the deliverator. I have to get the pizza to the man. But he, he is also the world's greatest uh, swordsman, and... Because delivery requires... And driver, apparently. And the last of the free hackers. So he has... the rest of the hackers imprisoned? He has ambitions. They're hired by companies and stuff. Oh, gotcha. Okay. It is a fantastically fun book. Right. Like, it is very amusing and tongue-in-cheek in parts. But other parts, it's got social commentary, and you're like, oh. I may want to try to read that. Yeah. Neil Stevenson is a really... I've liked his books. Well, we're about at our limit of time here, actually. I think we're a little bit over. So I think uh, if we were going to sum it up here, what do you think uh, humankind's uh, prospects are for surviving a, uh, a virus outbreak? Uh, uh, six of one, half dozen of another. It's like if, if the virus doesn't kill us, something else will. We've got, oh. We're setting up several different factors that are about to like come together. The environment. The environment. It's less a question of will it kill us all and more like how many people will survive. Right. Because there's going to be a small, small percentage of the of humanity that's going to be immune to whatever comes along. Sure. And so the question is, will there be enough of them to kickstart a society right. or will they... Or will it be kind of like an I Am Legend where there's only one left and You are aware or that so few. many of the uh, billionaires of the planet are building bunkers that will hold up to like 5,000 people for 10 years. So I yeah, think, and I, and I intend on spitting into every single one of their... Uh, air intakes? Their air intakes. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what if they want you to go in? Well, Become part of their new feudal society where you're like probably not totally on the bottom, but nowhere near the top and right but you get to live i don't know i'm really dedicated to eating the rich right now yeah. I mean, that's really life goals at this point hmm. and i think that's what will happen to those do you think those, be like uh, self-enclosed systems is those servants are going to be like you know what hmm. we could be in charge mm -hmm. and then they will self-destruct do you think the rich would be like veal from lack of actual 
physical work. I, I, I don't think we should really get into the details only, of eating only, the rich on the podcast. Only if you grass feed your rich, uh, <laughs> the better, better rich beef. Ten, tenderize the meat yes, beforehand. Yes. <laughs> All right. Okay, that's getting that's that's, that's getting dark, dark, but. Join us next week for Gra- 10 grass- seasonings to use on the rich. Grass, grass-fed, grass-fred rich steaks is like a num mm, yeah. Sous-vide that. Yeah. All right. All right, well, thanks for joining us. Uh, we'll sauce be back. do you use with your wealthy? I don't know. <laughs> the yeah. cheapest barbecue sauce you can find. Melts right. off the bone, don't you know? <laughs> All righty then. Okay. We'll see y'all in uh, two weeks. We will be back with, uh, at that point, with uh, Benito Garcia, um, a frequent uh, participant on the show, to talk about uh, the live D&D campaign we did with him, um, where we did a pub crawl and... Uh, those videos are actually going out uh, on the internet now. I think episode two just came out. Yeah, if you um, check our social media feeds, we're sharing them there. You can find that on Facebook or on uh, by this time, uh, Benito's channel, uh, Go yes, RPGs, uh, which will be hopefully yeah. linked in the description, should I remember and to do hopefully that. Hopefully by this point we will have honored ourselves in some way because our bar crawl was not full of honor. We well, survived. We, were lying. we, we survived. survived. We did. And... It's- it looks like we did such a nice job that the guy who made us go through this trial by fire wants us to perform some task for him. I, I mean, we got tagged like cattle and yes. put out into the world, so... Right. Or so not, something, some well, adventures await us. I just hope that Ogram gets an axe. Yes. That's all I'm looking for. Rather than axed. We'll, yeah. We'll, we'll find an axe at some point, I'm sure. So. I just hope he doesn't get fire bolted. That is a real danger with you running around. (laughs) All right, well, we will talk more about that when we have Benito here, so be sure to tune in for that. In the meantime, make sure you uh, subscribe to us on any of the number of services we can be found on, including iTunes, Spotify, uh, Stitcher, Podcast.com, YouTube, if you're listening to this on audio, you can see our beautiful mugs in living color on YouTube. With images displayed by the... Extremely helpful, Linda. Lovely and talented, Linda. Indeed. And if you want to talk more about uh, these sci-fi and fantasy plagues, leave us a comment on uh, YouTube. Tell us what you're most worried about contracting. Reach out to us on uh, Twitter or Facebook. We've got a Facebook group there that you can join and uh, be part of the conversation. And we'd love to hear from you on YouTube just to let us know that someone's out there watching us. And we have a Twitter, so take a picture of your abandoned city. <laughs> yes, and post it out and there. Post it out yeah, to our yeah. Twitter. Especially if Facebook. you're in a virus-impacted area right Yeah, now. we want to see your virus photos. Send right. them to us. Oh. Or our hospital I hallways. I don't want that. I don't want that. Don't share undead. your viruses. What? Hospital hallways filled with the undead. Yeah. I mean, we want to know if the zombies are coming. We do. We want to know. Well, that's not gonna. That's not really gonna be a problem until finals week, where I'm working. Ah, gotcha. All right. Well, thank you all. We'll see you next time. Bye bye. (laughs) Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Galactic Driftwood Podcast. For more information and past episodes. 
please visit our website at galacticdriftwood.space or subscribe to us on YouTube. And now, please deactivate your cranial downlinks, collect your towels, and be sure to watch your step as you exit our gravity well.